let's hear a story about Markham This is Lisa Orton with the weekly Markham Hill Moment of History from Friends of Markham Hill, an effort to save the mountain from development and make it a 200-acre nature, wildlife, historic, and Native American preserve in the middle of Fayetteville, Arkansas. Today's story, How the Pratt Archer Family Lost Markham Hill to a Developer, Part 5. As a review of this five-part series, Four things contributed to the Pratt Archer family losing their historic land on Markham Hill to a developer. One, Julian and Jane Archer were late on a payment to Simmons First National Bank. Two, Simmons First National Bank refused to accept the Archer's late payment as promised. Three, developer Seth Mims, partner and president of Specialized Real Estate Group, did not follow through on his promises made under oath in federal court during the bankruptcy trial. And four, allegedly, the Archer's lawyer, Stanley Bond, repeatedly failed to act in their best interest. After the bankruptcy trial, the Archers filed a malpractice lawsuit against Stanley Bond. Part 5 of this series gives United States District Judge Timothy L. Brooks decisions on the Archer v. Bond lawsuit. I will be quoting from the decision documents found on www.legal.com concerning case number 519-CV-5075 entitled Julian Pratt Waterman Archer and Jane Gushener Archer Plaintiffs versus Stanley V. Bond and Stanley V. Bond LTD Defendants. The first decision document dated August 17, 2020, concerns Stanley Bond's request to throw out the case because of the statute of limitations. This was denied by the judge. In other words, the case must proceed. The second decision document dated August 21, 2020, concerns Stanley Bond's request to exclude the Archer's expert witness. This was also denied by the judge. In other words, the expert witness can be called as the case proceeds. The third decision document was an order of dismissal, dated September 2, 2020. It states, It appearing to the court that the matter has been settled, counsel for all parties having so advised the court, it is ordered that the case be, and it is hereby, dismissed with prejudice, subject to the terms of the settlement agreement. If any party desires to make the terms of settlement a part of the record herein, those terms should be reduced to writing and filed with the court within 30 days from the file date of this order. The court retains jurisdiction to vacate this order and to reopen the action upon cause shown that settlement has not been completed and that a party wishes this court to enforce the settlement agreement specifically. It is so ordered. In other words, the case was settled out of court, details unknown. For those interested in more details about these three court decisions on the Archer v. Bond case, go to Facebook group Friends of Markham Hill and look for this weekly, How the Pratt Archer Family Lost Markham Hill to a Developer, Part 5. You will see the links there. The first document states that the alleged harm caused by Stanley Bond is easy enough to identify. The Archers blame Bond for the liquidation of their property and the non-discharge order suffered in the bankruptcy proceedings. Complaint asserts that Bond began advising the Archers improperly from the very beginning of their business relationship. They maintain that on April 21, 2014, Bond filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy petitions for only two of their businesses, 
Archer LLC, and Sassafras Hill Communications, but failed to realize that the note debt held by Simmons Bank was secured by Pratt Place Inn, Sassafras Hill Enterprises, and the Archers personally. The Archers believed that Bond should have filed for Chapter 11 protection on their behalf and on behalf of all their collateralized business entities immediately. Another possible but-for-cause of the Archer's damages is Bond's failure to properly prepare plaintiff's bankruptcy petition and schedules by failing to list certain assets, including horses, a garage, and apartment in Paris, France, furnishings inside the inn, many of which were antique family heirlooms, bank accounts, and other assets. The Archer's contend that this act omission by Bond directly resulted in many of plaintiff's personal assets eventually becoming part of their bankruptcy estate and subject to liquidation to satisfy creditor debts. And they believe Bond's negligent advice concerning their asset disclosures prompted the United States trustee to move to convert their Chapter 11 proceeding into a Chapter 7 proceeding. The Archers point to other acts or omissions by Bond in early 2016 that, if found to be a but-for cause of the liquidation of the Archers' personal assets, would mean that their malpractice claim was preserved by the tolling agreement. For example, the complaint alleges the following but-for causes. 1. Bond's negligent advice, acts, or omissions in the months leading up to the trustee's decision to file a motion for conversion. 2. Bond's alleged failure to file a response in opposition to the motion for conversion and or his advice to the archers to consent to the conversion. 3. Bond's alleged failure to convey to the trustee the written offers for sale of certain isolated parcels of real property. And 4. Bond's alleged failure to challenge the trustee's motion for approval of the sale of all of archers' real property. Jane and Julian Archer's bankruptcy lawyer, Stanley Bond, tried to get the malpractice lawsuit dropped twice, and the judge said no. And then the case was settled out of court. You can make your own conclusions about that. For photos corresponding to this story, go to Facebook group Friends of Markham Hill and look for the weekly entitled How the Pratt Archer Family Lost Markham Hill to a Developer, Part 5. This is Lisa Orton with the weekly Markham Hill Moment of History.